You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right, you have now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, where we challenge you to examine your life and reimagine the possibilities. We want it to be thought-provoking, engaging. We want you to literally place yourself on the couch in the following areas, your family, your faith, your relationships. I'm talking about your career and your involvement in your community. We have added on three new hosts. Can you believe it? The drawing board is expanding. We have added on Gregory Starks with Stark Reality. You'll hear more from him today. And then we've added on Wally Richburg, Darius McCaskill, who's going to talk to you about global entrepreneurship, everything from start up to Fortune 500. He'll be able to break that down for you. And then arts and culture with Theopolis Smith, better known as Fresh Laundry, who's internationally acclaimed and recognized as one of the best artists in the world. I say that. That's the claim to fame. You've heard it first on the Drawing Board podcast. So tonight, listen, there are a lot of great things that I would love to talk to you about. But as promised, I'm going to introduce the host of Stark Reality, Gregory Starks. But before we do that, have to make sure that we're pubbing the new book, Mind Your Business, Self-Care Strategies, and Mindfulness Practices Designed to Reduce the Negative Effects of Stress. For everyone who has purchased the book, i like to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know, last week we celebrated our 100th episode. Woo-hoo! All right, excited about that. And then also, you can go right over to our website to grab some of our new merchandise, the Drawing Board Nation, and then our newly released here I am. We got the crew neck sweatshirts on deck. I know it's pretty warm outside, but they said the temperatures are supposed to drop tomorrow. I hope not, but you know that is the forecast. Here I am is based upon the scripture. First Samuel chapter three, verse four. And the Lord calls out to Samuel. Samuel replies, here I am. And prior to him running to Eli to confirm that it was Eli that had called him, he had already responded to the voice. And so tonight, I want you to know your dreams may change. Based upon exposure and experience, maturity will cause your dreams to evolve. Your goals may change because, hey, listen, if you're listening to this podcast, you're setting up goals and you're knocking down goals. Your ambitions will change with your character. Listen, I want to say that again. Your dreams will change based upon your exposure and your experience. Your maturity level will cause your dream to evolve. Your goals will change because you're setting up goals. You're knocking down goals. You're accomplishing those things that you endeavor to do. And then your ambitions will change as your character develops. As your character develops, your ambitions will change. But here's what will stay static and the same. Your purpose will stay the same. Your giftings will stay the same. I hear you. You say, well, no, I'm constantly growing. Yes, your giftings will stay the same, but your skill sets and how you express that gift will change. I know. Listen, I should put that in the book. But now, without further ado, for those of you listening on tonight, Stark Reality is about financial. Listen, we want to we get your finances together. Financial empowerment that leads to personal freedom. And if that's you, I want you to stay tuned because tonight we're talking about buying your home, home ownership. The very next voice you will hear after you understand and recognize that your future is not behind you, it is not before you, it is within you, 
the very next voice you will hear will be that of Gregory Starks with Stark Reality. For all of my live listening audience right now, we will now cut to a pre-recorded video that Greg left for us. And let me tell you, there are so many nuggets in there that will lead you to financial empowerment that tends to personal freedom. Tune in to see what Greg has to say. Thanks for tuning in to Stark Reality. Financial empowerment on the road to personal freedom. My name is Gregory Starks. I'm your host. And we hope and pray that you get something out of this episode of Stark Reality. Thank you. Thank you for watching. I want to thank you all who watch Stark Reality. This episode is the first episode. It's going to be buying your first house. So congratulations on making the life decision to invest in your financial future. Today on Stark Reality, I'm going to talk about what it's like to buy your first home. Uh, buying a home can be a long, stressful process. It can be a rewarding process as well. But if you've never gone through the process and you want to take that step and at some point, um, I'm going to go over how it works. Uh, now, some believe that buying a home is an investment. Well, that depends um, on a few factors. Um, the number one factor is timing. If you bought a house, say, in 1973, and you still have it today, and you're talking maybe a 30-year mortgage on it. Uh, for example, something like that may have cost you like $37,000. At the end of that 30-year mortgage, now I'm pretending that you, paid, you didn't pay it off early or you didn't do a reverse mortgage or something like that, or you didn't have to put the house up for something else. But roughly in the year 2000, that house would have been worth about $170,000. That's an increase of $132,500. So in, in some cases, it is an investment. But you also have to take into effect an account for the interest that you pay. So that is going to change things up. Uh, it's also going to be based on maybe your location. If you buy a home somewhere where it's emerging, then the property value is probably going to go up. If there's investment in that area, the property value is probably going to go up. If you buy a house in an area that's got little investment, at some point the housing market is going to decrease. If you've got a lot of renters uh, where, you, where you live at, that's going to decrease the value. Um, also, you got to think about home repairs. You got to think about fixing a roof, maybe at some point. Um, so you're gonna put money into it, and you're gonna make a lot of trips to the hardware store to fix little small things here and there over time. Uh, you got to landscape your yard. Uh, you got to think about maintenance of, uh, for that. So I mean, if you had other things like swimming pools and and that kind of stuff, then your insurance goes up. So you can look at a home as an investment if it does increase in value, but you might not necessarily make money off of unless it's like a rental property or something to that nature. In that case, it is an investment because you put money in to make money. And it makes you money immediately. But your house doesn't pay. 
But that's all cool and that's all fine, Dan. Another thing you have to think about is the price that you're paying for it. The price that you pay today is at the best price you can get on at home. Um, is the market at its peak and it's not coming down again. If you buy the house at the at the peak, then you don't have any room for increased value. Now, if you get a good deal on it and if you buy the house low, then in that case, you've got a lot of potential for growth and a lot of opportunity. So it depends on where you're at on the price. Uh, you have to gauge the market. You have to see where everything's at. You have to see, is this an emerging market? Is this a declining market? What are the schools like in that area? People usually, when the education system is, is good, people are willing to pay more to put their kids in a, in a good school, in a good area. So I'm just going to go over a few things. I'm not going to really talk as much about the value of the home as much as the process of buying a home. Uh, so I'm going to go through a few steps and I'm going to tell you all the things you need to take into uh, account when you're thinking about buying your first home. Okay, let's get into it. Let's talk about buying your first home. These are the steps you need to know when you're moving into your first home. Now, the first thing you need to do is decide. Do I need to buy or do I need to rent? If you're already renting, does it work out for you? Is it something that helps you financially? Is buying actually the best situation for you? If so, then we can start going into the steps. But what you need to do once you finally make that decision and you decide this is what I want to do. I want to buy a home. So, first thing you need to do, and the most important thing probably, is to fix your credit. You don't want to have a whole bunch of outstanding judgments. You don't want to have a whole bunch of bills you haven't paid. You don't want to have to look on there and see it late on everything. First thing that I would do is to take care of your credit. First and foremost. Now, there are ways that you can fix your credit. First thing you need to know is you need to get your credit score. You need to find out what your credit score is. You need to find out what you have on it and get very familiar with it. Now, the mess up thing about credit reports is sometimes it's, it's like looking in the mirror and it, it can it can scare you a little bit. It can be very intimidating. It's like when those bills, uh, they add up and you just stop opening them because you don't even want to look at it. You don't want to look at what you owe. Well, you have to be honest with yourself. You got to look straight in your eyes and say, look, I want to buy a house. This is what I need to do to fix my credit. No matter how bad it is, if whatever the score is, you need to deal with it. It doesn't matter, though, because credit can be fixed. And there's a lot of things you can do um, to fix your credit. Now, first thing you want to do is look at that credit report. Examine it. See if there's anything on there that's over seven years old. See if there's anything on there that's wrong. Uh, see if there's anything on there that could be somebody else's uh, mistake. Uh, somebody used your credit. It could be identity theft or something like that. Um, those things you can look into. And if you feel like, hey, I don't owe that money, you can dispute it. If it's over seven years, you can dispute it. And you can see if maybe they can take it off your credit report. Um, you could have paid something off and the company that you owed it to decided not to remove it. Some things like that can happen pretty easy um, so you want to go in there you want look at that credit report examine it study it get to know it another thing you need to do is you need to pay your bills on time now when I talk about this buying a home thing it's probably like a one-year process before you even get to the point of looking at actually buying something so depending on where your credit is at depending on where you are financially 
you might have to take your time with this thing. It may be a long process. Um, you may be waiting in, until the next tax return, and then you can start to fix stuff. But in the meantime, uh, you, you want to pay all those bills on time. Now, a trick that I use is I just go on auto pay. So if you got like credit cards or something like that, you can just put the minimum payment on there on auto pay because it reflects good upon you to be making on-time payments. On-time payments over time look very good in your credit report and they score very, they're weighted, very heavily weighted. So you want to pay all those bills on time. Even if you can't pay more, even if you can't pay a whole lot on it, you at least want to get the minimum paid on it. So always have automatic payment for the minimum on bills that affect your credit report. Always at least have the minimum. I would say do a lot more than the minimum as much as you possibly can. But at least you never have to worry about a late fee. At least you never have to worry about them reporting you because you didn't pay a bill on time. Next thing you need to do is you got to make a plan. You, know, you got to set this thing up. Like You got to sit down and you got to write everything down. And you got to say, okay, all right, I got to fix this credit. This is what I need to do to fix it. I owe such and such amount, such and such amount. Which one am I going to take out first? Which one of these bills am I going to eliminate so that I can fix my credit report? Now, when you get your credit report signed, if you got credit cards, in this day and age after the Obama administration, in this day and age, they pretty much tell you your credit report. You can just get that information just because you got a credit card. So I've got like one credit card account where they'll give you the Equifax or the TransUnion score. And they'll tell you what your credit score is and they'll tell you what you got on your credit report. So you can look at that thing and then you can start planning out and you can simulate it. So you can put, say, I'll, say you owe $150 on a old credit card or something like that that you never pay. You can put that in, say how I'm put $100 onto that and it can simulate what effect that's going to have with your credit score. So you can go through different items and see like, okay, if I pay this much on that, if I put $1,000 there, that, you know, it tells you how much you're paying for on your credit report, how much uh, your credit score is going to go up as a result of those actions. So you got to make a plan. You got to decide, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And you got to stick with it. Um, pay, pay, pay. <laughs> pay. I can't uh, I can't stress that enough. You got to pay. You got to pay. You got to free up some, some available credit. Because that also is going to look good on your credit report when you have available credit. So if you're maxed out on all your cards and you're maxed out to the limit on too much, that's going to reflect bad. Because depending on what your credit score is, I would always recommend try to get your credit in the best shape you can possibly get it before you start the process of looking at getting into a house because the better your credit score is the more you're going to save on interest and the better opportunities you're going to have available to you as a result so pay 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 knock them bills out get that all that old stuff that delinquent stuff knock all that stuff out get it all out of there and then you can get to the point where okay it's time for me to start looking at houses now when i say looking at houses i don't really mean go in and say i'm gonna buy maybe you can do like home shows open houses um 
things like to, to that to that nature you probably don't want to get to the point where you're saying i'm ready to buy because you're not there yet but you do want to have a good idea of what you need what you want uh, how many bedrooms are you going to need uh, how many bathrooms one story two story you gotta start researching homes see what works out for you and then you can get a better idea of what you might want you can go on a few websites. Uh, there are websites out there like ZillowRealtor.com. And then you can look at different houses in different areas. Thank God for the internet, right? So you can be in a whole lot of different places all at once as a result of these things. So you can get on Zillow.com. They'll tell you a lot of information on Zillow Realtor. They'll give you a lot of information about the neighborhood, about the school district, about the comps of the uh, the prices of other homes in that area in that neighborhood see what they're going for see if what this house is priced that is a fair price and then you can get some learning you get a little bit of knowledge before you actually start the process because you know more and you know like all right this house isn't worth that that shouldn't cost that much okay for a house with three bedrooms in it it should, it should go for this so you'll, you'll start learning and you'll start getting a whole lot of information from these websites uh, now these websites can't be a gauge on how much a, a house costs or maybe the market but you can use it as like a template to get started uh, the next thing you can do is the multiple listing service they call it the MLS realtors and your agents are going to have access to that so what's going to happen is if you look on Zillow and Realtor, depending on the market, a lot of times those houses have kind of been on there for a little while. That MLS will have houses when they first hit immediately. Now we're not at the stage right now uh, as far as looking to buy immediately, but the Realtor and the Zillow, that's the early stage. Once you get to the late stage, that MLS, and you've got a good agent. They'll send you a list from the MLS when the, when the house is first hit. So those will be available before they hit the market. So you kind of get a sneak peek at the, the homes that are going to become available. And that's a good thing to have because it's expensive. <laughs> if, if you're just an individual, you don't want to pay to have that access to that listing service. So when you talk to your agent, you talk to your realtor, they'll have an idea of what you want at that point. And then they can send you different recommendations uh, as they come out or as they're released. Now, at this point, it's time for you to start saving some money. You're probably already saving if you already decided to buy a home. But you do need to start saving. Uh, but the thing is, how much money do you need? How much is it going to cost you? How much do you need in the bank to get started? course that's going to be depending on how much the home is that you're buying so there are a few things you need to take into consideration when you, when you talk about buying this home down payment you're gonna to have to make a down payment on, on the home uh, depending on how much is required based on your loan uh, so that could be a down as low as three percent that could be up to 20 percent depending on what you want to do um, but you do have to have the down payment first and foremost uh, the next thing is you might have to make a good faith payment so when you get to the point you see how you like it's like all right i want to buy make the offer on it and they say okay we'll take the offer so you're gonna need possibly some good faith money maybe i don't know 
buy hundred dollars or something like that. But you gotta put something down on it just so that they know like alright, you're serious about buying it, you know. Closing costs. Closing costs, you can shop around for closing costs. Um title companies probably got one on every side of town. So you can shop around, see who's got the best price on that. Hopefully your agent will find you the best deal for closing costs. get an appraisal it's probably a great idea to get an appraisal to know that if is this house worth the money they're asking for do i really need to pay this amount for this home once you do the appraisal you find out if it's really worth it if it's not worth it you might need to do some negotiating uh, you need to have a conversation and see if that appraisal matches up with the price then there's this thing, I call it like a 20% rule. So, most people say you need to pay 20% down on the home. 20% will get you out of what's called a uh, mortgage insurance. So, it, you charge mortgage insurance in case you default. So, 20% of the cost of the house would be great to have. In some cases, you won't have it properly, right? So, in that case, you gotta do what you gotta do. But 20% that'll save you some money if you can put 20% down on the home. All right, insurance. You do have to pay for homeowners insurance. Uh, homeowners insurance is also something you can shop around for you can get good prices like i said before your agent may be able to may already know what the best rates are so they may find them for you so that'll be a good thing if you got the agent to uh go at bat for you on some of those things i just mentioned earlier the mortgage insurance is called the pmi uh, if you don't have 20 percent equity or 20 percent on the down payment you're gonna to have to pay what's called that mortgage insurance so that's something that they're going to take out it's going to come out with your payment um, along with taxes property tax um, insurance the PMI and then the mortgage itself the mortgage for the cost of the household when you go to these websites and stuff they'll have uh, advertisements for banks and they'll say mortgage on this home is $678 a month but they're not taking into account taxes they're not taking into account PMI they're not taking into account insurance so that number can be deceiving but you do got to realize you're going to have those other numbers that are going to come into account as well um, now next thing you have to decide is how you're going to pay for it you're going to pay cash uh, you're going to pay get a mortgage uh, you're gonna tap the 401k or something like that I wouldn't recommend that probably but you gotta decide how you're gonna pay for it you got several options with mortgages first one is the fixed interest rate fixed interest rate mortgage is just what it says it is it's fixed that's your interest rate today that will remain your interest rate until the end of the period so you say you buy it today 20 years later that interest rate will not change that's fixed variable interest rate variable interest rate a little bit different because you can win and you can lose on the variable interest rate so you can get that variable interest rate today and it may be two percent 
but if the market changes, they'll change the interest rate on you. So you'll be paying a bill, it's been a year and a half, and then one day your bill's gonna go up because the variable interest rate, it changed on you. So you can win, you can lose, but it's a gamble with the variable interest rate. At least with the fixed interest rate, you know how much you're gonna be paying. The variables can go up and down. Sometimes it can be in your favor, sometimes it cannot be in your favor. So you got to gauge that and decide what's best for you because the variable interest rate may look low today, but it can jump up any day. You got two different terms on mortgages, the 15-year mortgage. It's probably recommended to go with the 15-year mortgage because you're going to save a whole lot of money. You know, 15 compound, 15 years compounding against 30 years compounding. You're going to save a whole lot of money. The thing is, can you afford it? So, a lot of times when you buy a house, you probably want to buy yourself something really nice that you're going to want to be comfortable in, as opposed to buy something that you can extremely afford and then pay on top of it. So, that's when a 30-year mortgage comes into play, where you can probably get something that costs you a little bit more, but you can still have a lower payment per month. Um, so, 15-year or the 30-year, you got to decide which one is best for you. Again, 15 years is going to save you money. 30-year keep your money in your pocket now you can use it towards other things now there's this other thing called points where they kind of charge you for the interest rate this is like a little little hidden box on you're going to get like this paperwork it's going to tell you your interest rate it's going to tell you your, your term and all that and it's going to give you all the details the closing costs the insurance it's going to give you all the details and then it's going to be a little thing on it possibly called points where they're gonna charge you a certain amount of money to get certain interest rates. Like say that your credit is in A1 or something like that. Or they maybe just do it even if you do got credit, just so you can get a better looking number on your interest rate. That's one of those tricky little things you gotta pay attention for. See if they charge how many how much they charge you in points because I mean that could cost you a few extra thousand dollars easy on those those points to get those different interest rates. That's why I say, have your credit in the best shape that you can possibly have it at the beginning. And then you probably don't have to worry about stuff like that. But if you're in that position, just know that they might be charging you for those things. They also got programs out there. Uh, we come in, It's Veterans Day uh, coming up. So coming up on uh, celebrating our war vets. And they got programs for veterans. So if you've been in the military, they got programs where they can get uh, great interest rates for veterans. Uh, they also got other programs based on your income that can help you buy. FHA loans, those have lower down payments required at the beginning. But locally, a lot of times, uh, your states and your local governments will incentivize buying homes and they'll have all these programs. That's another thing that your agent should tell you about these programs and everything that you can take advantage of. If it's your first home, uh, there's probably some kind of program for that if you're a first-time home buyer. Uh, if you want to live in a maybe a rural area, sometimes they have incentives for based on which part of town you live in. Uh, so you need to look out for those things. You can just go online and see what's going on in your, your personal state. Um, but local programs, they're going to exist, and you're going to have those uh, other programs, like for the state or federal programs, even.
Now, this is probably something I should have hit earlier, but I've already mentioned it several times. But hire an agent. Find an agent. Find somebody who can help you through this process, who can walk through this thing with you. Uh, this is a person that's going to have to have time for you. Some agents get really busy and you can creep into their schedule. So you got to find somebody who's going to have time for you, going to be able to let you know what's going on, send you those MLS listings, somebody that's going to be there when you want to go look at a home. So they're going to lock it so you can go in there and look. And then with all the financial stuff. So a good agent is going to more than likely help you engage where your credit's at tell you about you know what price range you need to be in based on your income they're going to have experience and they're going to understand how to get through this process and they should be able to help you through it now also you want to find a comfortable budget that works for you you want to only pay as much as you can pay not necessarily as much as you're able to pay but you want to leave enough room that in case something happens, you still got some money left over. Also, when you start looking at homes, you start liking things. And it's like, wow, I would like to have that a minute. I might like to have that. And the price is going to start going up on you. And you're going to have to decide, do I want to pay more than what I originally decided? Because as you look at houses and you look at different properties, you're going to start liking it and start wanting more possible. Or if you start off too high and look at something very, very uh, nice and it's way out of your price range, you may be flexible and you may move the budget. Try to stick to the budget. Understand how much you want to put into the home and how much you want to be able to have left over for other expenses because you never know what can happen. But you got to be firm on that, on that budget. Um, of course, the agent is going to make more money based on the, the price of the home you, you buy, right? So you got to be pretty solid on that. Uh, the next thing you need to do, just find one. Find a home. Uh, start looking, start visiting. Yeah, buy this one maybe. Um, <laughs> the palace. Yeah, so you start visiting, you start looking, and you, you find one that you like. At that point, we got to the, to the end of it. It's like, all right, it's time to make an offer. Make them an offer they can confuse. Make a good offer, make a solid offer, but also make offer in your favor. You might get an opportunity if you if you're too low, you might get an opportunity to give a, give a second offer. Um, that's not necessarily meaning that you need to go higher because you don't know what the other offers were, right? So you got to try to make it fair for yourself. Person that's selling the house, they're gonna try to get as much out of it as they can. So you don't want to lowball them, um, but at the same time, you don't want to get ripped off either. So you want to be fair about it. So last thing is gonna be to make that offer. Hopefully, they take your offer, and then you can go on with the process, and then you'll be spending another uh, three to four weeks in the closing process. And then that's a long process. That's more stressful. The closing process, you gotta have all this documentation. So be keeping up with all your pay stubs, your taxes. And good thing about now is everything's just online. You just go to the website and just put that stuff up. Um, most jobs are going to have your pay stubs online because nobody really gets a paycheck anymore. So get those pay stubs, get some tax forms. Uh, they're going to ask for all kinds of information. 
So be ready to have that documentation ready for when the time comes that you want to go through this closing process. Another thing that you got to keep in mind is you got to have some money saved because you can't make any major purchases because it could affect your credit report. So they're going to tell you you can't buy anything big until the house is closed on. That sucks sometimes because sometimes you you need something or you, you got to, you know, something goes out and you got to replace it. So that's a that's a tough situation to be in, but you're not going to be able to spend much of your money. I don't know, maybe keep some cash over to the side. They're going to have records of your bank statements. Um, they're going to ask you for your checking account. They're going to look at all your transactions. Yeah, they, they kind of like strip you naked and like take a look at you, your whole body of, of everything, you know. So it's a very invasive process when you get to the, the closing. Um, it's annoying. Um, it's uncomfortable. Um, it takes forever. So keep that in mind that that's the worst part of the process that's the the least fun is going through the closing process looking is fun uh, bargaining and finding homes and looking at them and all that that part is fun when you get to closing that's when it starts to suck all right so that's a wrap uh that's that went over everything as far as a mortgage went over looking for a house for finding a house, making an offer on a house, went over everything, everything that you need to know about going and buying your first home. So, first of all, I want to wish you good luck. Uh, first of all, actually, second of all, <laughs> second of all, always stay focused, stay focused. If that's what you want, if that's your goal, go out and get it. Go out there and make it happen. All right. This was Stark Reality. I want to thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. Also, I want to thank you for your continued support uh, to Drawing Board Nation, to everybody who's going to be doing a broadcast over the next few weeks. Please continue to support, support everything that everybody else is doing. Support my man Andre and everything he's doing, he's trying to do a lot of great things for a lot of people. So, thank you for supporting. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, you gain something home. hopefully if you didn't gain anything hopefully it was you know entertaining um, always get your knowledge up so whatever endeavor um, oh yeah i didn't talk about building houses but that's a smooth way to get exactly what you want out of them so just go into it and say i want this and build it you know from the bottom up so that's not always the worst option you can buy a piece of land but that's another few minutes or whatever to talk about but I'll let it go <laughs> uh, you can research that and you can research anything any of the information I talked about is all available online you can get it from anywhere you can get it uh, from any real estate professional um, it's all general knowledge but thank you for tuning in I'm not going to hold it any longer have a good one